Hello world, my name is Maya Mintz and you're listening to another episode of Uncurled, an unconventional podcast. Okay listeners, let's get vulnerable. The contents of today's episode will be personal but need to be heard if you're going to understand me and the moments that have brought me here. A little trigger warning before I begin, the themes of this episode include mental health, family, and values. It's a heavy one, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Let's get into it. In August 2022, I received an official misdiagnosis for bipolar disorder. Yes, listeners, you heard that right, misdiagnosis. This came after almost four years of being prescribed antipsychotic medications. For anyone who doesn't know, these are medications that alter a person's brain chemistry to reduce psychotic symptoms. In my case, it was meant to prevent the extreme mood swings that characterize bipolar disorder, episodes of mania or hypomania, aka extreme joy, and episodes of extreme lows, aka depression. I'm sure this disclosure comes with a lot of questions. Misdiagnosis? Mistreatment of medication? Almost four years? How does something like that even happen? There is a lot to unpack here, so be patient, listeners. We will get through it all. Not all today, but eventually. But this is it. My pivotal moment, l'élément déclencheur, the end to a series of unfortunate events and the start of, well, healing. But to heal, we have to hurt. So listeners, let's go back in time and get a bit messy. I'm going to preface this by saying that what comes next is purely from my eyes. That is to say, it's likely biased and is only one side of a really big story. But let's rewind. About 20 years or so. Picture this. (laughs) On the outside, I was a happy, smiley, and bubbly kid. I think it's safe to say that I grew up wanting for nothing. But on the inside, I felt very different from my family in a fundamental way, how I experienced and expressed my emotions. I say this with certainty and understanding now, but couldn't even begin to conceptualize this as a child. The contrasts in emotional regulation felt like language barriers. And this isn't to say that my family doesn't love me. They're actually my biggest supporters. And I'm beyond grateful that I have the perspective to say that without a doubt. But perspective is something that comes with experience and self-awareness, something I definitely didn't have as a child. Now, for some theory to practice. In the pilot, I talked about my identity being rooted in school and work. I'm going to do my best to avoid getting off topic here, but I'm currently in my last semester of studying social work, and one of the theories in my personal orientation to practice is a family systems perspective. Just like it sounds, a family systems perspective sees individuals as being best understood through assessment of interactions between and among family members. This means that the development and behavior of one family member is interconnected with others in the family. In this theory, what some people might term problematic behavior are actually seen as an expression of a set of habits and patterns in a family. So what does this mean? Four things. One, problematic behavior or maladaptive traits might serve as a function or purpose for the family. 
Two, the same behaviors and traits might be unintentionally maintained through family processes. Three, this might be part of a family's inability to exist productively. Emphasis here is usually placed on developmental periods, aka childhood. And four, these behaviors might be dysfunctional patterns existing across generations. In short, the family systems perspective puts emphasis on actions by an individual and their influence on family, and the reciprocal effect of family's reactions on the individual. Now for the question you're all thinking, but Maya, why are you telling us this? What does one have to do with the other? And you know what, listeners? <laughs> this is a great question. I'm not telling you this to share clinical impressions of my family, but because this theory may be validating for some people to hear. It may also provide some needed context or understanding of their own family system. But also because a lot of things had to happen for me to receive a bipolar misdiagnosis to begin with. And this fundamental difference between me and my family was only one of several contributing factors. The psychiatrist who initially diagnosed me and prescribed medications placed emphasis on these differences in his diagnosis, but he didn't explore them. But more on that on a later episode. <laughs> For now, we'll stick to our themes of mental health, family, and values. Growing up, my internalized emotional experience put up a lot of walls between me and my family. To be clear, it was me putting up the walls, not my family. But my differences made me feel isolated. And this adds another important aspect to the story, which is values. I was raised to value family above everything else. But this also created a lot of conflict for me. Not even for me, but in me. I spent a lot of years battling with this concept that the most important people in my life, the ones who would always be there, were also the ones that made me feel like the stork dropped me off at the wrong house. And P.S. This is a Dumbo reference, if you didn't know. Um, but again, I wanted to reinforce that this was an internal battle, not one I ever externalized or really shared. But like I said, it created a lot of conflict. And right now I have this really funny image in my mind. <laughs> I'm picturing Kronk's dilemma in the Emperor's New Groove <laughs> when he had a devil and angel on his shoulders. If I was a cartoon, <laughs> that's what I would have looked like, but with a lot less emotional regulation, of course. Now for a serious note, a question to my listeners. Have you ever experienced internal conflict? Moments when your mind and body were not on the same page? When what you know to be true is different from what you've been taught to be true? This was the biggest barrier I've had to overcome in my journey of unconventional growth. When I had the official psychiatric assessment in August 2022, this internal conflict between family and values was the biggest obstacle keeping me from growth and healing. At 23 years old, I was still so different from my family, and I couldn't separate myself from those feelings. And now I'm going to share a moment that is fixed in my mind forever. Word for word. The assessing psychiatrist looked at me and asked, if you were hitting your head against a wall and it hurt, 
would you continue doing it? Of course, this question caught me pretty off guard. And my answer was no, <laughs> of course not. So he then said, why do you keep trying with your family if you know it hurts more and more each time? And you know what? That question cut deep for me. It cut through years of feelings of hurt, feelings of resentment, feeling like an outsider in my own home, but also like an outsider in my own family. And it was in that moment or in reflection of that question that I realized my family was not a value I was willing to part with. And just like that, I had a shift in perspective. Even more than that, actually, a shift in self-worth and understanding. It was in that moment that rather than seeing myself as a problem, I actually became the solution. I realized that if change was going to happen, it would have to start with me. Of course, it wasn't as easy as I just made it sound. Some things take time to resonate and require a deep reflection. And part of it did, but part of it also in that moment set the shift in perspective that I needed to create new possibilities in my mind. So I did the work I needed to. I followed advice that I often give others but really fail to live by, and I set boundaries for myself so that I could actually take the time and space to learn tools to better express and communicate my own emotions. By placing these boundaries, my relationship with my parents and sister has actually flourished. And it wasn't an easy process. There were days where I couldn't even remember why I was trying. But when I tried to picture my life without my family, I couldn't. That image just didn't exist in my mind. So if there's one piece of advice I can give you to get started, it's this. People aren't mind readers. If you need them to know something, you have to tell them. This is a basic principle of human nature, but one that I often find myself forgetting. And you know, it's actually something that I find comes up in a classroom setting a lot. Um, I'm an educator. I think I said that in the last episode, but kids often forget that people can't read minds. And I'm often reminding my students of that. And in reminding them, I remind myself. But that was a little tangent. <laughs> so here I am a year and a half later. I'm not going to say that it was easy. It's really never easy to unlearn behaviors or to adjust perceptions. But let's be real. Nothing worth doing ever is easy. Making conscious modifications and developing new behaviors supports the growth of new neural pathways. It's science. If we continue to make positive changes, no matter how small, we start to experience a positive shift in our surroundings. But you know, the funny thing is, surroundings stay the same, and the only one that's actually shifting is you. So listeners, I challenge you to give it a try. Build your growth mindset, turn your negatives into positives, understand your triggers, practice gratitude and compassion. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And, you know, I think that's where I'll leave it for today. So listeners, here's this. 
this podcast episode leaves me vulnerable. What I shared was personal, maybe even too personal. But like I said in the pilot, that's what I'm here for, to share unconventional growth in unconventional ways. But let's be real. (laughs) This doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. There's so much more of this story to unravel. So thanks for tuning in to Uncurl with Maya. And stay tuned. The magic is brewing.